If a parent lets you know that their child cannot participate in certain activities or celebrations, you're going to acknowledge the parent's request that their child not participate in those celebrations or activities without judgment or disdain, even if it's the night before Halloween or whatever holiday it is, like our original email said, it's going to be the hardest thing for you to do because you're going to be having the rug pulled out from under you and your lesson plans might have to change and all these things, but no judgment or disdain. You're listening to Elevating Early Childhood, where we believe in leveling the playing field and bridging the gap between the world of preschool, pre-K and K-12 education. I'm your host, Vanessa Levin, and I went from a pre-K teacher of 20 years to a passionate advocate for high-quality early childhood education. I truly believe that the work you do, yes, you as an early childhood professional, is absolutely crucial, not just for your students, but society as a whole. I believe that you deserve to have the tools and training that you need to do your job well so you can really embody your role as a professional educator, and your students can achieve their true potential. Listen in each week as I bring you real conversations with me and other early childhood teachers and experts where our mission is to guide you on your journey to becoming the most well-equipped and highly trained professional educator you can possibly be. All while helping you teach smarter, not harder, so you can live more. And there might even be a little humor thrown in here and there just to keep things light and fun. If you'd like to get started upping your early literacy game today, check out my book, Teach Smarter, Literacy Strategies for Early Childhood Teachers on Amazon. Have you ever had a parent request that their child not participate in certain activities in your classroom? If you've taught for any length of time, chances are you've encountered this issue before. But what can you do about it? In today's episode, I'll be answering a listener question. You've got mail. So this listener asks, how do you handle it when one student doesn't celebrate a certain holiday? I don't have anywhere else to send the child. We do trick-or-treating as an activity. It's in my lesson plans. I had Halloween in my monthly newsletter, and I gave my year-long outline to parents at the beginning of the year. Yet, I was just notified by a parent the day before Halloween that their child can't participate. I'm at a private center, so asking parents to keep their kids at home is not an option for me. We also have parties right before winter break and Valentine's Day. Listen, I get questions like this one every single year from teachers just before Halloween, Christmas, Valentine's Day, and Easter. So the struggle is real, and it doesn't matter what time of the year you are listening to this episode, it's always good to save in your back pocket because it's going to give you some food for thought going forward. But before we dive in with any answers, I wanted to set the stage for you. The listener who asked this question indicated that she teaches at a private center, which tells me that her program probably doesn't receive any funding from the U.S. government. But I did want to mention for the benefit of our international viewers and listeners that religious teaching in publicly funded programs is prohibited in the U.S. under the First Amendment. This is more commonly known as separation of church and state, and it includes Head Start, 
and public schools. And while Head Start did away with all holiday-related teaching and celebrations decades ago, many public schools in the U.S. have not done the same. And for our listeners and viewers who teach in faith-based programs, you can teach about holidays in whatever way your program has deemed appropriate. Now, I've worked in both Head Start and public schools, and I can tell you that this whole no holidays thing is so much less stressful on teachers. But let's get back to the question at hand. Regarding Halloween, there are so many ways that you can teach about the season of fall without focusing on just one day. So for example, instead of having your traditional Halloween party at school, you could have a harvest party or a literacy character book parade. Many public schools do that. One way that you can set yourself and your kids and families up for success is to make sure that the wording you use around these activities is very clearly stated up front for your families. And so we have an example of those types of messaging that you would send to parents available in our Halloween party planning guide, our Valentine's Day party planning guide, and our spring party planning guide. All of those offer suggestions for ways that you can communicate with parents about these events for those who have concerns about their religious correlations. So there's always a a holiday version if you teach in a faith-based program and a non-holiday version if you're in a public program. And when it comes to Halloween, this is the reason I created our popular pumpkin bundle um, at Pre-K Pages. You can read books and do activities focusing on pumpkins and the fall season instead of focusing on the Halloween version and the pumpkins with faces or jack-o'-lanterns, if you will. So nobody is excluded. Everybody is included. That's the goal here. And of course, when it comes to finger plays or songs, there are slight tweaks you can do to possibly the most classic one, which is Five Little Pumpkins. We have faces on those pumpkins. So In this scenario, if you were trying to be more inclusive and less exclusive, the pumpkins would just be pumpkins. There would be no face on them. So you have five pumpkins. And then I changed the words a little bit. So instead of saying there are witches in the air, we switch the words to there are birdies in the air. Because in the fall, what do we know about birds? They start migrating south, right? There are so many ways you can acknowledge kindness and friendship in your classroom without even using the words Valentine's Day or sharing cards or anything like that. Now, of course, when it comes to the big holiday in December, um, you can always do a gingerbread theme. Uh, The story, the classic story or the fairy tale of the gingerbread man is perfect for this time of the year. You can just focus on story itself. You can focus on characters, setting, details. You can focus on baking a gingerbread cookie and decorating it. None of these are exclusively tied to Christmas or any concepts of Christianity at all. And there's also the super fun and popular five senses theme where you can do all kinds of things with five senses for the entire month if you want. Kids can smell certain scents, some of them being peppermint or cinnamon if you want. Many things they can taste sweet, salty, sour, all of those great things. They can see different things in their environment. It's also a great theme for December. 
And in case you're wondering, there are still ways that you can have celebrations in your classroom that are respectful in today's highly diverse world. So here's what you can do if a parent lets you know that their child cannot participate in certain activities or celebrations. So first, you're going to acknowledge the parent's request that their child not participate in those celebrations or activities without judgment or disdain, even if it's the night before Halloween or whatever holiday it is, like our original email said. That's the first thing. It's going to be the hardest thing for you to do because you're going to be having the rug pulled out from under you and your lesson plans might have to change and all these things, but no judgment or disdain. Now, the very next thing you're going to do is if you have any questions about the parent's request and what they're specifically objecting to, ask them directly, right? So if a parent comes to you and says, my child can't participate and the party is tomorrow, so let me show you what I have on my lesson plans and you can let me know what specific parts are not acceptable, right? That is how you're going to approach that because you're going to build that relationship with the parent instead of breaking it down. If the parent by any chance gives you religious information, pamphlets, anything like that, thank them. Please thank them. Don't look at it with a wrinkled nose. Don't have any particular look on your face. Take the pamphlet and thank them right away. Thank you. This is going to be so helpful in better understanding how I can help going forward. Okay. What you do with it after the parent leaves the room is up to you. I highly recommend reading it so that you can have your questions answered. Not all parents will do this. It's popular in certain religions more than others. Next, some parents of the same religion may allow their children to participate in Halloween and Valentine's Day while others don't. And that's okay, right? Because just like there are varying degrees of Catholicism, right? There's varying degrees of other religions too. And then another thing you can do, these are all the positives, okay? Ask parents going forward, thinking forward to the next school year or whenever, Ask parents before the first day of school if there are any holidays that they do celebrate at home. Now, you probably already have some forms that your parents fill out at the beginning of the year. So just add this question to those forms and you'll be good going forward. But most importantly, don't forget to read the answers to these questions, right? This way you can be more proactive instead of reactive. Now, when it comes to Valentine's Day, being kind and learning how to be a good friend, these are all things that we try to instill in our students, right? And I believe we as teachers should also demonstrate these traits, not only in our personal lives, but the classroom as well. So when it comes to Valentine's Day, focusing on how to be a good friend and how to be kind are perfectly acceptable. Finally, the NACI position statement. So NACI, that's N-A-E-Y-C, that's our gold standard here in the U.S. Um, they have a position statement all about anti-bias um, and equity and diversity. So one of the book recommendations that they had was anti-bias education for young children and ourselves. That sounds interesting, by Louise Derman Sparks and Julie Olson. And another thing is that we should understand that specific holidays and religious observances are not universal, right? So consider creating some unique celebrations at school, such as 
a fall, winter, or a spring celebration where you're focusing on the seasons and the signs of these seasons instead of the holiday. And this approach can really help you build relationships with families instead of weakening them. Some other celebrations might be honoring our families, celebrating our families, having get-togethers of some sort, thanking people in our community, such as your school workers, like the cook, the custodian, the bus drivers, etc. Or even occasions like recognizing neighborhood heroes, which would be like a community helpers type of a celebration where you learn about community helpers for several weeks. And then you have like, what's your favorite community helper type of a parade. These types of celebrations are more in line with developmentally appropriate practices and also being more inclusive and less exclusive. So think about those things. Find yourself dreading the school bell? No, not the one in the morning. I'm talking about the afternoon. You know, the bell that lets you know your littles are gone for the day and you can get back to that mountain of planning and prep work on your desk. After that staff meeting, of course. Some things are just unavoidable for early ed teachers, just like those pesky staff meetings. But being overworked and overwhelmed doesn't have to be part of the job. Not if you've got the right combination of knowledge, curriculum, and support. That's where the Teaching Trailblazers program comes in. It's the program for pre-K teachers who want to bring their A-game to their students and still have a life. Go to teachingtrailblazers.com to apply today. But now we're going to go on to the things that we should not do. (laughs) So if you find yourself in a situation where you feel like the rug has been pulled out under you, here are some things that you definitely should avoid. Okay. It's kind of like do this, not that. So the first thing you should never do or should avoid doing is going on social media and shouting help because all you're going to find (laughs) is all sorts of bad advice, right? It can be hard to find the good advice among the bad on social media. So don't go there. You're not going to get what you're looking for, right? Don't exclude or try to avoid excluding the child from any activities on that day, such as things like having the child put on headphones while you do a spooky read aloud for Halloween, maybe giving the child a different treat than the other students. This is a punishment It signals the student out and it excludes them. Don't tell the entire class that you can't do this thing XYZ because little Johnny's parents said you can't. Again, this is punitive and it ostracizes the child from their peers. So we're not going to do any things like giving them different treats, having them put on headphones. I'm sure none of you out there do that, but these are all things that I've heard and seen other teachers do. And I am not an angel by any way, shape, or form. Back in the day before all of this was more well-known, I certainly sent children to another classroom when their parents told me they could not participate religious reasons. That was the norm back then. You have to remember that I've been in in this field for 30 years at this point. I just dated myself, but it's true. So I myself have done that. So if you have found yourself in those situations, give yourself some grace know that going forward, you're not going to do that anymore because I believe when we know better, we do better, right? And also, most importantly, the thing that you should avoid the most is getting upset because this isn't happening to you. (laughs) This is something that could anger you or cause you more work or stress. Don't go into it with that kind of viewpoint. This isn't about you. It's about the family, right? And so nobody is doing this to cause you 
harm or stress or worry or upset. No, they're not doing it because of that, right? All they want is for their child to be accepted, not excluded. And I think that knowing all of this, knowing all of the things you can do, that list was much, much longer, right? And the things you should avoid are really going to help us move forward in the right direction when it comes to um, how we look at holidays in the classroom going forward. So there you have it. Those are my two cents for what they're worth on this topic. And I know it can be a sensitive topic for some people because religion is always a very sensitive topic for some people. Armchair warriors, you can sit back and relax and keep scrolling because that's not what this episode is all about. But that's it for me. I hope that you got some ideas you can take back and utilize in your classroom going forward, no matter what holiday is coming up next in your classroom. Until next time, I'm Vanessa Levin. And you're listening to Elevating Early Childhood. If you love what you've learned in this episode, you've got to come check out the Teaching Trailblazers program. Teaching Trailblazers is the place for teachers like you to get the professional development, resources, and support you need to thrive. It's where you can learn relevant, life-changing best practices with professional development created specifically around the challenges early childhood teachers face. It's where you can get access to a complete research-based pre-K curriculum that you can use to supplement your existing curricula or use on its own to get 100% of your students kindergarten ready by the end of the year. And it's where you can hang out and connect over all things early childhood with other teachers just like you and me. It's my favorite place on earth and it will rock your teacher world. I guarantee it. Come join us at teachingtrailblazers.com to get more information and apply. That's teachingtrailblazers.com. I can't wait to see you there.